Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is table, T-A-B-L-E. Nice spelling, George. <laughs> you bet your life. It's Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood and brought to you with more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers. The dealers who bring you America's most talked-about car, the distinguished 1953 DeSoto, and the exciting Plymouth. See them both at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And now, here he is, the one, the only... Now, where have I heard that name before? Oh, that's me! Well, here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples. George, who was first? Well, Groucho, we invited some Chinese girls to our program tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Mrs. Jenny Lee Wong. Her partner's uh, grandfather, Mr. Jesse J. Gilbert. So, folks, would you please come in and meet Groucho Marx? Welcome to your Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Jesse uh, Gilbert, huh? What's the Jesse J. Gilbert, huh? That's what does right. the J stand for, Jesse? Don't James. tell me you're Jesse James, huh? Jesse James Gilbert. Jesse James, really? Why did your folks call you Jesse James? Did your old man take one look at you and holler we was robbed? <laughs> no, I adopted the name myself when I was seven years of age. You admired this crook, huh? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Has it done you any good being associated with Jesse James? Well, it hasn't done me any harm. <laughs> well, we came out even on that one, Jesse. <laughs> Mr. G., would you mind telling us where you were born? Not only where, but when, while we're at it. Well, I was born 71 years ago on the top floor of a six-story tenement in New York City. Is that so? <laughs> you don't look it. You look like you were born in Philadelphia. <laughs> Jenny Lee Wong. Uh, Miss uh, Wong, uh, whereabouts in China were you born? I was born in Canton, China. I came here when I was three years old. You were born in Canton? I mm-hmm. thought that was in Ohio. No, there's a Canton in China, too. Do you have a job, Jenny? Yes, I do. What do, you, what do you do? I work at Manjin Low Restaurant in New Chinatown. Would you say your restaurant is a real good Chinese restaurant? I would say it's the best in the United States. Now, Milton Bell told me a joke about a couple driving along the road. They're looking for a Chinese restaurant. And they finally come to one, and the, the girl says, uh, There's a good Chinese restaurant. Let's go in there. And the the fellow driving says, how do you know it's a good Chinese restaurant? She says, well, all the Chinese truck drivers eat there. (laughs) Well, that's that's what he told me. (laughs) Now, suppose I came to your place for a genuine home-cooked Chinese dinner. What would you recommend? Well, to start off with, I would serve you chestnut roll, baked, um, let's see, and then we have ginger chicken. Oh, I knew her. She used to be in the movies. <laughs> Dance with Fred Astaire. Siu Mai. What, what's that? Siu Mai. It's a Chinese meatball shaped uh-huh. like a tulip. 
A Chinese meatball shaped like a tulip? That's right. I know him very well. That's Charlie Chan. <laughs> well, uh, Jesse, let's get back to you again. What do you do for a living? I'm 50% retired. Well, wake up and answer my question. <laughs> don't you do anything? Yes, I'm interested in birds. Well, don't give me any. Now, what kind, of, what kind of birds do you work with? Bald eagles? They say birds of a feather flock together, you know. <laughs> No, I teach parakeets how to talk. You teach them how to talk? Well, what do you teach them? Pigeon English? How do you go about teaching a bird to talk? Well, first you make friends with them, which is a very short process. How? How do, you make, to, how do you make friends with them? Teach them to perch on your finger. Uh-huh. Then when they're unafraid and friendly, you start in with a very short phrase of single-syllable words such as uh, Hello, baby. Hello. Yeah, I did that pretty good, didn't I? Hello, baby. And you Hello. Keep, you keep on repeating that until the, the parakeet repeats it. Mm-hmm. This is a silly question, but uh, which is easier to teach to talk, the male or the female? You can't teach a female parakeet how to talk. Well, if there's anything in reincarnation, I'd like to come back as a parakeet. Right brain and all. Hello, baby. Jesse, have you always been an elocution teacher for parakeets? No, I was once a motion picture producer in Hollywood. Now I know why he's teaching parakeets to talk. <laughs> what happened, Jesse? Why didn't you stay in the movies? Well, when sound came in, I hadn't any foresight. I didn't think there was much of a future to talking pictures. I didn't think they would last. So I quit making motion pictures and took my accumulated capital of almost a million dollars and bought stock. When was this? Just before the crash in 1929. What did the broker say to you? Hello, baby. <laughs> well, I hate to change the subject, but now it's time to play your bet your life. Run your $20 and the more than our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the big money later. Here we go. Let's see how I can bet you $20. You selected vocabulary quiz as your category. I'll use a word in a sentence, and you tell me the meaning of the word. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Let's see. One cent. All but one cent. All but one cent. If you were ludicrous, what would you be? Ridiculous. Right. Now I have $39.99. All right. How much of this are you going to bet? Let's save a penny. All right. $39.98. All right. If you were penurious, what would you be? Saving, stingy. That's right. You now have $79.97. Here's your third question. How much of the $79.97? All but a penny. Okay. If you were indolent, what would you be? Lazy. Lazy is absolutely right. You now have $159.93. Hey, I think you've learned something from those parakeets. <laughs> Hello, baby. <laughs> 
to be the other couples? How much will you bet? All of it. All of it, huh? Right. Have you consulted it uh, with uh, the Mr. Right? Blom over here? Quite all right. Yes. All right. If you were taciturn, what would you be? Quiet. Silent, reside. That's good enough for me. And you wind up with $319.86. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Thank you. Now, before we continue, here's something I want you to hear about the beautiful DeSoto. Friends, I'd like to tell you about a few of the most talked about features in the distinguished DeSoto. First, there's DeSoto's Tiptoe Hydraulic Shift that lets you drive without shifting. Just turn the key to start, step on the gas, and you go from low to high in one fluid sweep of power. And DeSoto's full-time power steering makes steering as easy as... dialing a telephone. It works for you all of the time, not just some of the time. DeSoto full-time power steering literally takes all of the work out of driving and parking. Then there's DeSoto's mighty 160-horsepower Fire Dome V8 engine, the world's most efficient engine design. You can release a tremendous surge of power with just a touch of your toe. And best of all, this mighty DeSoto Fire Dome engine burns regular gas. There's no need for expensive premium gas. These DeSoto features are a few of many that have set a new standard in driving pleasure for millions of Americans. Put yourself behind the wheel of a DeSoto Fire Dome 8 or a brilliant Powermaster 6. Remember, both great cars let you drive without shifting. Make a date now to drive the world's finest car by the distinguished new DeSoto. And remember, the dealers who sell the distinguished DeSoto also sell the beautiful Plymouth. First truly balanced car in the low price field. Uh, George, who's next? Well, Groucho, we asked for some people with interesting backgrounds tonight, and uh, here they come Mrs. Uh, Minnie Peterson and Mr. Otto Schmidt. Would you meet Groucho Marx? Welcome, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Hey, Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Mrs. Minnie Peterson and Mr. Otto Schmidt, eh? Mrs. Peterson, I'll start with you. What is your hometown? Salisbury, Missouri. Where? Uh, Salisbury, Missouri. I thought that was a hamburger. No, it isn't. That's right on the Wabash Railroad. Oh, you were born on the railroad? No, just off the railroad. (laughs) I'm just trying to keep track of you, that's all. (laughs) Mrs. Pete, I don't want to pry, but could you give us some approximate idea of your age? Our radio audience, you know, can't see you. And they'd like to form some kind of a picture of our contestants. I never tell that, but being as it's you, I'm knocking at the door of 70. Well, how many times? <laughs> how many times have you knocked, Petey? I'm just getting ready. <laughs> what do you do for excitement oh, besides I... going around knocking on doors? <laughs> I have plenty of excitement. I'm a co-publisher of a baseball score book, and I have a baseball team. You so, have a baseball team? Yes, a baseball team. Oh, what do you know about that? I'll just call you Casey, eh? Yes, just call me Casey. <laughs> well, what do you play for? Well, I don't play. You mean you quit already? No, well, I have a manager that has, handles the team. My son, Jack, handles the team for me. It's the Peterson Square Master. Oh. And we play uh, professional, I mean, semi-pro ball in the different diamonds around in Los Angeles. Or? No, hardball. Oh, no, hardball. Oh. 
You wouldn't condescend to softball? No, not softball. Not these boys. What do you do? Uh, you uh, sit in the grandstand and oh, move the team Oh, I have to sit in the grandstand. Uh-huh. They won't let me down in the dugout. I have to sit in the grandstand. <laughs> but do you ever get into a, a discussion with the umpire? You know, what they call a rhubarb? Oh, yes, just about every time we play. <laughs> what do you do, jump out of the grandstand and get oh, out? Oh, no, I just... You know, like this, and oh, use my tongue. Was that very effective? Hmm? Use my tongue. And... Oh. Well, you must have a long tongue. That's I have. <laughs> what is a long tongue? That's 2,200 pounds, isn't it? Just about. As opposed to a short tongue, which is 2,000. <laughs> Mr. Otto Schmidt? Uh, yes. That's you. Uh, are that's you me. married? Yeah. Where did you meet your wife? In Copenhagen, Denmark. Oh. Well, snub said. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> What were, you, uh, what were you doing in Denmark? I was born there. Oh. I thought you were left over from an old smorgasbord. Or <laughs> well, could you tell us the details of your first meeting? Well, I met my wife in, uh, in a church, you know. She was uh, singing in the choir, and uh, I liked the look of her, and uh, I want to meet her. So one evening I meet her in the street and I, she was down from, to buy some cake with a baker and uh, we talked together about seven hours. In the street? Yes. You're lucky you weren't pinched for loitering. <laughs> so what did you talk about for seven hours? The expression on your face is far more eloquent than words, Mr. Schmidt. It's not very practical for radio. Well, time's up for small talk. Now, let's get down to serious business. Right now, you're going to play your bet your life. All you have to do is run your $20 into more than our other couples. And you get a chance at the big money. The first couple leads with $319.86. And the secret word is table. Let's see how high I can build your $20. You selected capital cities of European countries as your category. Now, here's your first question. How much will you bet? The whole thing. Oh, All of it? Me. What is the capital city of Spain? Madrid. Madrid is correct. <laughs> Off to a good start, you have $40. How much of the $40? You... All of it. All of it. All right. What is the capital city of Austria? Austria. 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 Thanks. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Well, Groucho, we asked if there were any men present tonight with unusual... Men? men yes. How dreary. <laughs> men, especially with unusual occupations. And Dr. Harroward Carrington was chosen to be on the show. And his partner is a junior high school girl, Miss Anna Glom. So, folks, would you please come in and meet Groucho Marx? Welcome, youngsters, with the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. <laughs> Say the secret word. 
and divide $100. It's a common voice, something you see every day. Mr. Harroward uh, Carrington and uh, Miss Anna Glom. Anna, how old are you? Twelve years old. That's a wonderful age. I had the best time of my life when I was twelve. I was too old to spank and too young for the electric chair. <laughs> <clears throat> Dr. Harroward Carrington. That's, uh, that's an odd name, Harroward. Where did you get it? Well, it's a historic English character immortalized by Charles Kingsley in the book Harroward the Wake. Uh-huh. What kind of a doctor are you? Ph.D. Ph.D., yeah. Well, as a Ph.D., what sort of work do you do, Doc? Well, I'm the director of the American Psychical Institute. The American Bicycle Institute? Uh, not bicycle, psychical. <laughs> Although I realize that many people think we psychic investigators have wheels, but that's not necessarily the case. Well, it certainly put me in my place. Which <laughs> is right on top of a bicycle. <laughs> well, tell us some more about the uh, Psychical Institute. Well, our work is to investigate various types of psychic phenomena curious human experiences, such as telepathy, clairvoyance, premonitions, telekinesis, cryptosthesia, poltergeists, and so forth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, it isn't often a man mentions six words without me understanding one of them. <laughs> you didn't bring an interpreter with you, did you, Doc? Well, the one on my right. <laughs> I gather that you're interested in ghosts. Is that right, Doctor? Yes. Uh, ghosts and apparitions and kindred manifestations. Here we go again. Huh? <laughs> well, do you, do you believe in ghosts? Uh, yes. Though I say that 98% uh, of the phenomena we're called on to investigate turn out to be fraudulent. But now and then we run into something that is interesting. You and me both, Doc. <laughs> Tell us about some of your experiences. What is the most unusual adventure you've had in your work? Well, the most outstanding striking I had was in connection with an Italian medium named Giuseppe Palladino. I had about ten sittings in Naples and about forty in New York. She would come into a room or a laboratory in a uni university take her seat in front of a table, both hands... Wait a minute. <laughs> you said the sacred word table, so you get $50? Oh, thank you. And the little woman over here gets $50. <laughs> well, now, would you mind proceeding with this? When she entered the room, she would take her seat at the table, both hands, feet, and knees securely held. By who? By two skeptical investigators. Mm -hmm. The seance would begin in bright white light. The t table would begin to tilt, move and oscillate, and finally go bang up in the air to what we call a complete levitation. Mm -hmm. Now, I've seen hundreds of she those. Seated with she remained there? She remained there, mm -hmm. visible, held. What uh, was responsible for this levitation? Well, we psychic investigators don't believe that when an object moves in that way that there's a spirit running around the room like a chicken. We think it's due to some mechanism, and that mechanism is an energy which is evolved or extruded from the medium's body, mm -hmm. moving material objects in its environment. This was a medium, huh? Yes, yes. Did you ever strike a happy medium in all the times that you were uh, investigating these cases? <laughs> well, that's perhaps older than some of my ghosts. 
You realize there's a quiz coming later in which you might win some money. <laughs> now, Anna, uh, have you been listening to all this talk about ghosts? Yes. Uh, does it scare you any? A little. I sure wouldn't like to spend the night with a ghost in a haunted house. Do you have any hobbies like boys uh, with ectoplasm growing out of their hair? Well, I am a member of the um, junior high players in Pacific Palisades. It's called the Pied Pipers. Oh, well, where did you learn acting? Are you going to a drama school, or are you just in this, uh... No, we learn by observing. Uh-huh. Well, you won't learn anything here tonight. <laughs> Not unless you keep your eye on him, huh? <laughs> what are some of the things you've learned about acting? Well, we learned um, to make our own sets and stage projection and everything that you learn in putting on a play. What do you mean by stage projection? Well, speaking... Are you projecting now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Does anything exciting ever happen in an amateur theatrical? Well, once we had made our own sets, and it was my very first stage play. It was called um, The Silver Thread. I was playing a princess. And, well, I um, imagine you make a pretty cute princess. <laughs> and um, these goblins were coming to capture me, and this hero was supposed to come in and fight them off and everything and save me. And he just didn't show up, and I was looking around for him, and I looked around, and I looked at the window, and he had been stuck half in and half out with his trusty axe in one hand, and the thing had slipped down on top of it. It's a fine position for a hero. Stuck in a window pane, huh? Well, did he ever extricate him from this predicament? (laughs) Come again? Now you know how I felt when he was talking to me. <laughs> Did they ever loosen this character from uh, this window pane? Oh, yes, we managed to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> they did it from the outside. They, I see. They it, was, it was an outside job, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hate to change the subject, but now you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the big question. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but uh, the idea is to run you 20 bucks and the more than our other couples. And you'll get no help from the spirits, you know. All right. The first couple still leads with $319.86. Here we go. Let's see how high I can bid you $20. You selected characters from Alice in Wonderland, and through the looking glass is your category. This should be uh, duck soup for you mm. over there. <clears throat> how much are you going to bet on your first question? You. Talk you up your partners, you know. 18. 18? Huh? 19? 19. Nineteen. Alice got into Wonderland by following an animal underground. What was the animal that Alice followed? Rabbit. The rabbit. The rabbit. The rabbit. That's right, a white rabbit. You now have $39. Don't ponder around like that. You gave me a heart failure. Here's the second question. How much is the 39 you're going to bet? 38. 35. 38. 38. 38. After going through the looking glass, Alice met a pair of fat twin brothers who planned to have a fight. What were they called? Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yes. Hmm? Really? Yes. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. That's right. That's right. <laughs> 
Now I have $77. This is like that prince in that play. I have to pull her through the window on each one. <laughs> Here's your third question. How much of the 77 are you going to go for? 76. Talk up, kids. 76. 76. All right. At the tea party with the Mad Hatter, a little animal kept falling asleep. What was this animal? The mouse. The dormouse is correct. You now have $153. And here's your last chance to be the other couples. How much of the 153 are you going to go for? 152. 152. All right. 152. 152. What animal said that? The time has come to talk of many things, of shoes and ships and sealing wax and cabbages and kings. The walrus. The walrus is correct. <laughs> and you wind up with three hundred five dollars. Thanks and good luck to Soda Limitale. And that means that Mrs. Wong and Mr. Gilbert with three hundred nineteen dollars. 86 cents in just one minute. Get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Fannerman, why don't you tell our audience what's so special about the Groucho Special Used Cars? Well, that's easy, Groucho. They're the finest used car values in town. You see, because the new DeSoto is so popular, your DeSoto Plymouth dealer is getting the cream of the crop in fine used cars. All great values... But just a few of the very best are being selected as Groucho Specials. These are the really exceptional used car values your DeSoto Plymouth dealer picks as the best buys in town. My DeSoto Plymouth dealer picks them? You mean he goes all over the country picking out Groucho Specials? Doesn't that keep him pretty busy? Now you know better than that, Groucho. Each DeSoto Plymouth dealer picks out his own Groucho Specials. Oh. Well, tell him about the beautiful picture on the windshield of the Groucho Specials, Fenneman. Sure, Groucho. Folks, that's the Groucho Special Sticker with Groucho's picture. The Groucho Special Sticker is your dealer's way of pointing out the very best used car buys he has. Now you no longer need take a chance when you buy a used car. Just look for the Groucho Special Sticker. What's more, your neighborhood DeSoto Plymouth dealer can arrange convenient budget payments for you. Friends, visit your neighborhood DeSoto Plymouth dealer and look for the Groucho Specials. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Here's the winning couple, Groucho, Mrs. Wong, and Mr. Gilbert, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Of course, you realize, Mrs. Mrs. Wong, that if you win this money, I expect a free meal at the Chinese restaurant. Certainly will. For about 200 people. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go for $1,000. Give you 15 seconds to decide on the single answer between you. Think carefully and please no help in the audience. Here it is. One of the most important of all drugs is obtained from the bark of the uh, cinchona. C-I-N-C-H-O-N-A. Tree. The cinchona tree. During World War II, 90% of the world's supply was cut off from the Allies. For $1,000, what is this drug from the bark of the cinchona tree called? What is the answer you two have decided upon? Quinine. Quinine is absolutely yes. right. Huh? <laughs> and a free meal at the Chinese restaurant. Huh? <laughs> 
That's right. You win a thousand dollars. And how much in the quiz, George? Uh, three hundred nineteen dollars eighty-six cents. Well, the quiz. congratulations from the more than three thousand DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You bet your life. Thank you. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show when the big question will be worth $1,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember that the dealers who sell the distinguished 1953 DeSoto also sell the brilliant Plymouth, the first truly balanced car in the low-priced field. DeSoto, Plymouth, two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... Just be sure to see the distinguished new DeSoto. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Twilight doubles traffic troubles, so double your caution. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith, music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Benjamin signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You Bet Your Life is heard by our armed forces throughout the world. (laughs) 